Well, first, I want to thank my friends Ruchi and Nahalan Sector for opening up the home fast for learning. Good health, issues in every single room. The learning should be a schus for, for a woman who had an operation, Rivka Malka, plus Yehudas Esther, of Hushlein of Sashachal Yisrael. On page, on page Lamed Dalad, talking about Cheshbon and Nefesh. Cheshbon and Nefesh, not in the usual sense that we grew up hearing about Cheshbon and Nefesh, which was often taken in a negative way to go over our faults and our mistakes, which we know very well what those are. And we have to make a Cheshbon and Nefesh in that way, of course, also. But we're talking about the Ramchal's Mahalach. So on the bottom of page Lamed Dalit, the Parakha Kaidim Huvat also on the floor Shal Ramchal. The Sifrei Derech Eitzachayim. In the last in the last parak, we were talking about the Eitzah, the wonderful Eitzah, the advice of the Ramchal Derech Eitzachayim. Kaitzad Lagir El Ashleimus and Echsefes. How how it's possible to reach. Shlemus that we all are looking for. Well, nechashivusam haraba nitzatetus ikari hadvaram shuv. He says, let's just review for a second and come back to it. And page lamed hey. Well, I was just like a half hour ago really to speak to the mechaber. Spoke to the author to thank him for. It was a whole interesting thing to speak to to thank him for, for the wonderful swarm that we're learning and to tell him that 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 there are people all the way far away from Israel who have a tremendous chiyas from learning. He's very happy about Baruch Hashem. Halei Adam Rav Shnais Yamav I made Lach Shayv Cheshpanis Asakov The Ramchal wrote that most of the years of a person's life He's making all kinds of cheshbainas. A person is a bal cheshbainas. Everybody's thinking about and adding and subtracting and figuring out how much he's bringing in and how much he's spending and cheshbainas of where I have to go and what I have to do. We make a million cheshbainas in a day. There's so many cheshbainas. This kechayisha, but these cheshbainas that we make during our lives are cheshbainas for things of this world things that don't last that don't last very long how come a person can't spend how come a person can't spend an, an hour at least an hour for this to the person should think that a person doesn't have time to take an hour to think to ask himself, Mahu, what am I? The Lama Bala Ilam and why did I come into the world? Why am I in this world? What does the king of all kings want of me? What's he asking of me? and what's gonna be with me? What's the end of my what's going to be in the end? What's after? What's safe in Yan? 
says a person who doesn't think about this. It's very, very hard. They're just chazring. It's very, very hard for such a person to reach any shlemus, to reach any perfection. But for the person who thinks about this, it's very, it's very near, it's very close. The Chacham always is thinking about this. And that's why the Matzliach, in whatever they do. But every single person, even if it's only a little bit, should at least put away some time, the Ramchal says, to take this to heart, these questions. The question of what am I, what's my tachlis in this world, what, why did Hashem send me to this world, what does the Ben Shalom want from me, what's going to be with me, these questions. The Tzadik here writes, his name by the way, if I, you know, his last name I know is Rabbi Schwartz, his name is Itamar, Itamar, Itamar Schwartz, Isamar, he's an Israeli, Itamar Schwartz, he's a, a, a young man. I'm younger than me. I don't know. It's, 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 it takes on different meanings these days. Yeah. Nistadl atelaharis esetsuah ma'isishlohem. So the so the tzaddik says, now we have to talk practically. We have to talk practically how to go about doing this. Achesben anefesh practically. Lamaisetsuah ma'isis. Hein rabim hein hanoshim ha'isim laatzman achesben anefesh bechal yain. There are a lot of people who every day, especially, especially Krishna Lamita is a very powerful time before you go to sleep, to think for a few minutes if you have the presence of mind to try to think, to make a cheshman A lot of people make a cheshman nefesh b'chal yayin. And a cheshman nefesh usually means what did I do during the day? What did I, what did I do that was good? What, most people just think what they did that was wrong. But you should think about what you did that was good, what, what I did that wasn't so good. A person makes a cheshman nefesh. We see a lot of people make cheshman and nefesh. He asked them, a lot of people do. But they didn't get, didn't bring them in that way to get closer to Kaddish Baruch with him. It didn't set them on that path of closeness to Hashem's Baruch. You know, there's a chair, there's such a comfortable chair here, it's Chaval. It's like, I, mean, I don't see that like, it would, make, it would give me nachis if somebody had it, if somebody sat down. Maybe if you move here, so somebody sit there, not to stand, it's Chaval. She says, <clears throat> good, 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 now you're going to fall asleep. <laughs> I'll let someone else take the last offer yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good, Shkayach. Kaniri says, Shahadvarm Tzrichem Bir Yoyse. But he says, obviously, we have to explain this more. We need to understand more what's a Cheshman Nefesh, because we make a Cheshman Nefesh. It's not necessarily changing. Personally, we don't see that we're changing from the Cheshman Nefesh. What is the correct way to make a cheshman and nefesh? We learn very much the nice practical thing how to make a cheshman and nefesh. Anybody who ever learned Mesil Shasham and got to the second parak will remember this because it's something you don't forget. The Amchal writes over there in the beginning, Mr. Shasham, he says, 
This, the Ramchal says, is one of the great strategies of the Eight Sahar. The Eight Sahar is a very, very, the is very clever, and he has one of his best strategies. Every single one of us has fallen for this. One of the strategies, one of the most effective strategies of the Yitzhar is, and this is especially, we spoke about this once two years ago, and this is especially, especially in America. One of the most effective strategies of the Yitzhar is to get a person very, very busy. To make you very, very busy. To make you feel like you don't have time for anything. That you're very busy and you don't have time for anything. Till you feel that you don't have a space, any time, to think, to you become so caught up in trying to live, and trying to exist, and trying to take care of family and the finances and and and, and, to, and the, the the needs. Education and, and, and all these things, panasa, so many things. <coughs> and the Yitzhahara, the Yitzhahara convinces a person that there's no time. You, you're so, the person becomes so overwhelmed and busy to the point that a, a person doesn't feel that he has the time. What am I doing with my life? Where am I going with my life? who the Ramchal says, Liban. Because the Yitzhahar knows He's very smart The Yitzhahar knows That if a person would pay a little bit of attention If a person would just pay a little bit of attention Of what his life consists of Of what his life is The Yitzhahar knows And the person would surely, surely Right away would start to regret Would, would regret the way that the, the turn that his life has taken And what he does with his life If a person would if a person would have a chance to stop and to think and to breathe. The charata, the regret that a person would feel over over the wasted time, over the over the days and the months and the years that's without tachlis. The charata would be so the regret would be so strong. Certainly the person would leave all our favors completely. If a person would just take the time to think. This was the, this is what Paro, Paro wanted to accomplish. What was Paro's strategy when he saw that the Jews were starting to get an idea that maybe there's another way to live? When he saw that the Jews heard a little bit that there's such a thing to be free. When, when Paro saw that, that the Eden were, were beginning to become restless in their, in their meaningless lives. So what did Paro do? So Paro didn't go around teaching a philosophy of Mitzrayim. He didn't publish some new books and put out some new DVDs or CDs on Egyptian philosophy. He didn't do that. What did Paro do? It says in the Pasuk, you remember that when Moshe Rabbeinu came with the idea of with the with the with, with the demand that Yisrael should be free, and he came to the Yidden and the Yidden started to get his iris, they got excited. 
So Paro's immediate reaction was, give them more work. A couple more hours in the office, they'll forget this whole business. A couple of more, a couple of more jobs to do, a couple more things to get preoccupied with, a couple of more things to get busy with, a couple of new projects that, that they feel that they must do. That's what Paro's Eitzah was. Look to, 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 to increase and to intensify the workload. Paro's intention was that the Yidin shouldn't have any space in their lives. Any time, any space in their lives. You hear a lot of a lot a lot now people use that blush especially people that have that have little children or maybe children of all ages but especially little children I hear a lot of the young mothers crying that they need more of their own space space to have something time to have space but the question is that if a person is able to carve out a little bit of time how is that time being used and what does the person think about but the tzaddik here, what the Ramchal is saying is not that we have to change our lives. If a person has to pay, what's he suggesting? If you have to pay a certain amount for your house, and you have to pay for your kids' yeshiva, you can tell the yeshiva that I'm, I'm sorry, I'm too busy with my hisbrightness. <laughs> you know, if you, tell the, if you tell the tuition committee that you're making a cheshman and nefesh, they're saying we're also making hisbrightness. <laughs> and you owe, you know, you owe $10,000 for each kid or something. So, it's not suggesting that your life, that the life has to be different. Although, of course, there can be, people can make adjustments and there are certain things that can be done. But means not just physically to do more work. Look, look, there are people that were... In America, we have shorter working hours than, than a lot of our parents and grandparents. It wasn't like it was so easy. It, was, it wasn't ever easy. But can take on many forms. For the work to become heavier, it doesn't necessarily mean that the hours are longer. But it becomes heavier in your life. In other words, it gains more significance and more important in your eyes and your life. Beyond the hours that you put in, it takes over your, your whole, it takes over the whole mahus, the whole mahus of who you are. It takes over your whole existence. So tikhbar havayda is not just the working hours. It's how much it weighs upon you. How much it weighs upon you. Marshall, I'm talking to women. Uh, if a woman, if a woman feels that preparing meals for the for the husband and for the kids, if she feels that that's like that that's something which is extra in her life, then it's tichbar ha'avayda. Tichbar ha'avayda. Our grandmothers didn't complain about preparing meals because they they felt that was something that was that was something that that was expected and it was something that was done and they grew up in the home and it wasn't ordering out and bringing out and coming in and everything else and it was an understood thing. So, so when a person feels that there's something that they're doing and they don't want to do, and why am I doing it, then it becomes heavy in your life. It becomes a very big burden in your life. If someone, if someone has children, but they, but they, didn't, they don't realize that children have to be taken care of also. And then every single thing with a child, that the kid doesn't go to sleep, the kid's supposed to go to sleep, it's getting early. Like I, there, there are ladies, they put the kids to bed like at five o'clock. You know, like, go to sleep. It's, it's five o'clock. The sun is out. It's, it's it's time to go to sleep. It's five o'clock. It's six o'clock. You know, people want because they can't because they see that as a 
it's a kvedus, it's very heavy. So there's an eight of power, not just that you should be more gemitched, you know, with a thousand things, which you are, there's a lot of things, but it's the things that you feel that, that are a burden to you, that, that, that you feel are a burden to you, that you don't, that you don't feel that you deserve, or why do you have to have this? Why do you have to have this? You know, if a person that could have a cleaning girl, or two cleaning girls, but why do I have to have this in you know, my life that's hard, or this is that's heavy? And with men, they have also, with jobs that, that there's somebody who's complaining to me that, that he, he, you know, that he can't stay home on Friday, and a lot of people stay home Friday, but our fathers never thought they can stay home Friday. But if you expect that, then it becomes very, it becomes very heavy, you know, it becomes very hard to go to work on Friday if you see that you have a that is staying home. Not everybody can stay home on Friday. Some people can, some people can't, but it's always not just the amount of work, but how to, had to relate to work. So Paro, Paro had an Eitzah. And it's still the most powerful Eitzah of Paro, the Eitzah. The Eitzah, the Eitzah of Paro is, when, when a person starts to, when a person starts to have his Eitzah, his Eitzah, what's my life about? And I have to be, I have to be something, I have to break out of Mitzrayim, like we're talking about on Shabbos, on, on Shabbos afternoons. I have to break out of Mitzrayim. So Paros says when it comes to Yidin, it's not, it's not going to help to start trying to offer them a new philosophy, an Egyptian philosophy. Jews are smart. They don't go for, they don't go for Gaisha stuff. But, they, they but they, they get very, very lost in their panos and yon. And they get very lost in their, in, in their things that they have to, that they feel that they have to take care of, because Jews are, are, are people that are, 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 they're hardworking people, and they're people that are smart. And they can get very, very, very lost in an Indian. They get very lost in an Indian. You could have that. You could have that. Uh, I'm only giving these as mashalm. I'm not really so familiar with these things, but only because I hear sometimes that the, that that um, couples talk to me about these things. So I just I'm using it as a mashal. I don't know how it works exactly, but you could have some. You could have a lady that that can go. That she needs to buy something for the house, and it could take her an hour to buy this. So go into a store or two. She heard that this place is at a reasonable price. She goes there, she looks around a little bit, and she gets what she needs. You have another person that for every little thing, it means it means days and days of going to stores. Days and days for an outfit, for a thing for the house, for this or that. It could be days and days and days. And she doesn't have time. She feels that it weighs her down because, her, because she doesn't feel comfortable getting something that's posh. She has to see that it has to be the nicest or so the best of that. And, and these are in Yonim that are, I'm not saying there's anything, there's no Avayr in that. But, but a person is, it's Tich to get a person to be preoccupied, so that you don't feel like you have enough time to think. You ask the average person nowadays, do you think about the Russians? Well, I don't have time to think. I could barely crawl to bed. I'm so tired by the end of the day between the kids and work and the house and this and that. I could barely, and it's true, everybody's working so hard. And they feel so overwhelmed. And because of that, a person doesn't stop and think about what's the tachlis of his life. That's what the Ramchal is saying. Because if a person, if a person has presence of mind, even the vacations people take nowadays, that is not, that's not vacations. If a person takes, if a person spending thousands and thousands of dollars on vacation. Uh, he feels, what am I crazy? I'm going to waste my time sitting here doing nothing. So they go to these places. They go to these places or they, whatever. 
different places that's interesting and nice or whatever to take the children. It's not vacation to have a little, everybody needs a vacation, but to have a little bit of yeshiva dust, to have a little bit of manucha. So instead, they pay and they go to these, they go, even, even people go to Herzl's show. So sometimes Herzl's show is, is the most beautiful thing in the world and to go into Davim, but that doesn't mean that, that, that you're necessarily going to have the yeshiva dust and manuchas and if, if, if you're running around. And, and, and you feel like you have to spend every moment doing this and going here and going there. Person to have a little bit yeshiva das, because the power knows that if a person has some some yeshiva das and some luchas nefesh, then power knows that the person will start to think, and if you start to think pnimius, bamis, about what's the tachlis of my life? Power tried to disrupt and to divert the Yidin from thinking about the, the thinking about what, what, what their lives were what their lives were about the Ramchal says this is the Eitzah of the Eitzah this is the biggest Eitzah of the Eitzah the Eitzah is a powerful warrior and is very skilled in deception, melumad ba'amimus means he's very, he has great experience in in the art of deception, of deception. You could even get you busy with mitzvahs. You could be the biggest chesed lady in the whole neighborhood, and, and never once think make a cheshbon nefesh of the tachlis of your life, uh, and what's your relationship with the barishim or with the people you love. This happens so many times. You know that people. We once spoke about this. It happens so many times that people raise their children and they think that everything is gewaltig, everything is fine and then there's some kind of a problem in the family and maybe, maybe they end up, let's say, they go together to a therapist because the kid's having a problem or the parents are better, and they can go to a therapist and then, or, or even if the parents don't go, just the kid goes to a therapist for something and in the course of therapy the kid starts to stuff starts to come out, you know he starts to go into himself and starts to find out and the therapist is good, guides the, guides the kid to, to be to, to be to see what's inside, and then and then and then the kid comes home, and if he has some kaiches, the therapist says, you know, you need to talk to your parents. This has been something which is on your heart for the last twenty years or thirty years or whatever. So he comes home, and and he can say stuff to the parents. This happens all the time. He says stuff to the parents, and the parents say, what are you talking about? And the kid could say, you are totally, totally clueless about who I am, what my life is about. And we didn't have anything in relationship. And then, and and the parents, or one of the parents, whoever it is that is mostly aimed against, let's say, will say, like we spoke about last year, will say, but we, yeah, we had a good time, and I took you to the amusement park, and you know, we, we went to Disney, we went to we went to Pesach, and we went to Israel for your bar mitzvah, and you had the you had the nicest bar mitzvah, the nicest bar mitzvah. We made you this, we did that for you. And the kid said, you never ever 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 had the slightest chush for what was missing in my life. And I tried to talk to you, but I tried to give you a thought. When did you talk? What? I gave, I gave you a thousand, I, was, I spoke a thousand hints, different things. Why didn't you tell? Why? This is something that happens, Kaseida, in the world. And that's when the kids talk, when they, when they learn how to talk about it. Most people can go to 120, they don't talk about anything. They just carry a sadness or an anger inside. They don't talk about things. So there's, a, there's an Eitzah on the Eitzah, that the Eitzah has such an Eitzah. That a person can feel that he was so busy bringing up his children that he never brought them up. 
You know, I'm so busy feeding them and dressing them and getting them onto the bus and trying to help them with their homework and making sure that they that they do this right and that right that I never ever I never really uh, connected to them. I was just uh, a caretaker. I was just taking care of them, which is certainly for Saddam every minute. But but with the child, you might you could often skip over what the child needed most. What the child needed most was was you as a person, and you always felt too tired and too overwhelmed to be there for the child as a person, as a person, as a mother, as a father, as a friend. You felt too overwhelmed to really give of yourself because you were busy doing, 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 doing. <clears throat> this is all the aids of, of not to connect to Hashem's Baruch, not to connect even to the children. And so it could be with nice things too. It's not just about various other things. It could be with nice things too. The issue is that a person shouldn't think of his tachlis. A person shouldn't, shouldn't be focused on his tachlis. Shouldn't, shouldn't think of his tachlis. Make a cheshman and nefesh. An emes a cheshman and nefesh. Who am I? And why am I here? And what's, what's my tachlis in this world? And where am I holding my avodas Hashem? What's my davening? Where, where am I? Do I have a cash with the Rabbani Shalom? After all these years, what's my cash? What's the nature of my relationship with the Rabbani Shalom? That's this is the eight of power of the eight Sahara. If you have Shalomalik Menu, Elabakhma Rabba Vashkafikadaiva. Next page Lamchal says you can only escape from this strategy, from this trick of the eight Sahara. You can only escape with a very great Khachma. You need to have very you have to be very smart how to get away. So he writes, Alamid Vav. The nearest Shamuvanapnimishadvam Kahu. So the Tzadik here explains, what does this mean? He says, Tikhbad Havaida this heaviness of work, the heavy workload, Paro's, Paro's uh, slavery program and intensifying the slavery. That's what the tzaddik says. It doesn't davke mean physical work. So because in Paro he gave them that he gave the, the came out the rule that they had the law that they have to produce mm-hmm. more and they're getting less materials. Okay, physical work, physical work. You know, it's a terrible thing, but you know, how, you know how many times I'm so, like I'm envious of like physical laborers. I'm just envious of them, okay? Even though, don't get me wrong, like, I, I hate like schlepping stuff. And all <laughs> but in my imagination, in my imagination I think, you know, sometimes in my life, like when I see somebody that's like schlepping, you know, doing like uh, work and the construction or this or that. So, so I say to my wife, you know, but... It's, a, it's like a thing that the person just he just he's he's doing things and he's working and he doesn't have to worry about that every word that he's saying is like hurting somebody you know messing up someone's life and like you know not getting there not doing it and all these different inyana he just go, he just goes to you know he claps and he hacks and he puts something together and he has nachasuch that it works and 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 then that's it he doesn't you know you. It's it's a different it's a different way of life the pastus of that kind of life it's just, it seems to me to be something that's very enviable the pastus not to have to think so much about all different things and to just and to do it and to do what you have to do so you think that 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 it's dafka hard physical work that 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 takes away a person's cheshman and nefesh love dafka love dafka it's not it's not even the physical work. That, Physical work can can really be a, can be a strain, but it's not anything like emotional work. Physical work is physical work is hard, carrying and schlepping and doing. 
But it's not just, that's what he's saying here. Tichur v'enen uchiv shiyadavka v'avedagashmis. And that's what I'm saying. Other, other. Physical work is sometimes not so gefeirach. Physical work. Physical. My father's uncle's on saying, he always finds doing stuff like relaxing. He loves to, to the garden, or he loves to, to patch good. Now it's not so easy for many people. He used to, to, my father liked to paint a room, you know, to do something. He found it so relaxing. It was a way to relax. The people that they feel that it's relaxing to do something, or to build something. There's, because it's a way that you don't have to, you know, you can just do something in pashtas. So that's not necessarily tich but havayda. You know, the long work day. That's what I'm saying. There are people that had 14, 15 hour work days and they didn't have long weekends like we have, different things. They were long days, long. But they were still had more yeshavadas and they had more menuchas and nefesh. Because tich but havayda is not just a matter of how many hours you put in. So you could find somebody that has that has that has kind of fifteen children and they have more menuchas nefesh than a person that has one child. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times there'd be somebody that with 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 one child and the child's already like five years old, the six years old is already in a play group and the mother's overwhelmed, totally overwhelmed. And and, and then there's another person that has twelve, thirteen children. And there's no tichbad havai. There's not even though she's physically this one's. This one's back and forth to the washing machine and dry day all day. Night. Just a uh, We had, you know, we had somebody. We had a guest over who had who, who was uh, somebody that, from a family of eighteen, and and they were at our Shabbos table a couple of years ago, and there was a friend of the kids. And my wife asked how many in the family. She said eighteen. So I'm like my wife like fell off a chair. <laughs> And of course, the first thing my wife says, "How does it work, like with the socks and <laughs> socks and the, you know the the, the and the, the how do you take like how does your mom how, how does it work like how just the, physically how do you do it how do you get everything done?" <laughs> but for that person, she's describing that her mother is mamish like she she has time for a lot of other things and with the children and she's she's on board. She's, she's tuned in just to remember the names of the of, uh, <laughs> she, and, she, and she, she she's tuned into the she's tuned into the children obviously the people have a different teva and it's where you come from and how you were raised all these things have a huge huge hashpah but tichban everybody knows that such a woman and she doesn't have full time health everybody knows that such a woman physically must be must be day and night she probably can hardly go to sleep to take care of such a chavish how could she go to sleep but that doesn't necessarily mean tichbet avoid. Love davka. There are different ways that tarot creeps into your life. It doesn't have to be physical things. It doesn't have to be physical things. People have people wanted to have nice homes and big homes, but then when it comes to Pesach, tichbet avoid, and they wish they had just a one-bedroom apartment. Tichbet avoid. That I can't believe it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's not. But you want it to have this way. It's beautiful. It's nice. You have such a nice, comfortable life. You have places to put things. You have a big house. You have a basement. You have a garage. You have things. You have where to put. What to do? Even the Indian of having bigger houses now. You ever go to Yushalayim? You don't see houses like we have. Maybe some very, very, very rich people. The regular people don't have houses like ours. They have apartments. Don't. And, and if we would be in Yushalayim, we should be zeichet to be. We'd be fine with those apartments, right? We'd figure out how to do it. If we had a, if we had a, a couple of bedrooms, so we'd be able to do it. All of this, all of, we'd be happy. So even the inyanim of what we feel that we have to have in Chutzlars and our communities and the neighborhoods, it's tichbar on many levels. 
it's, it's the eight of power that we shouldn't make a cheshmer on nefesh. So we get we get so heavy into different inyanim to become a need, to become a need. And it's tichbad ha'avoda. So he says it's not dafke ba'avoda gashmis. For sure, for sure, physical work is hard. Now we're going to the next level. The next level is, which I alluded to before, is that a person could be, could be even when it comes to his ruchnius, a person could be so weighed down with things in Avodah Hashem and ruchnius that he doesn't think about the Lein Shalom. We spoke a lot about this. Almost, he says, "Who's Shakur b'Tayra?" Give a person that sits and learns all day long. Shakur b'Tfila, he davens a lot. Shakur b'Chesed, like I said before, the, the lady that's busy with a million chasadim. These are great things. You can't do better than that. Shloishamudim, shloidim, oimer aleim. This is Tayra avayin gemischasam. These are the three pillars upon which the entire world rests. So this guy's learning all day, and this person's davening hours, and this one is, and this one is. Uh, Involved no kinds of sudden. This is what this is what we want. This is what we hope to be able to accomplish. But look what he says. Avla kol nasa bechitzayinis. Everything is bechitzayinis. Everything is bechitzayinis. Everything is shallow. Everything is external. The chaseira and the kudah pnimis. It's missing the isin the kudah of attaching yourself to the benchlam. It's missing the kudah. It's it's davening, and the whole davening is to understand the words that you're saying, which is good. But without the Rebbein Shalom. And learning and learning and learning more information without the Rebbein Shalom. All kinds of nice things in Chassadim without the Rebbein Shalom. Tire of Rebbein Shalom. Learning without the Rebbein Shalom. Tefillah of Rebbein Shalom. Davening without the Rebbein Shalom. It sounds funny, wouldn't it? Davening with, I'm davening to the Rebbein Shalom. Still be without really having a relationship with him, without ever getting to the bottom of that, without without coming without the nakuda, atnimis, chesed bli acts of kindness. Jews are unbelievably kind, but without their barnishlaylam, kol ayelohim bebchines asif asruach. These are all good things, but the persons and a person's gathering in ruach. There's ruach. There's ruach. He's busy with ruach. So you say to him, Tichbet Avayda, he says, no, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't spend so many hours of work. As a matter of fact, I, ha- I learn and I dive and I do other things, chasadim and so on. So, of course, they rewarded in Gan Eden. Yeshlam Amnam Sechar Gan Eden. Of course, you get tremendous reward for anything that you do that's good. But it won't, those won't necessarily bring you to, to the tachlis of being in this world, which is Zahashem Kivinulah, which is to have a, as kashas to the Barsham, to have a kashan, to have an ahava fashem's bar. It won't necessarily bring you to that. You could be busy even with Rukhni sticker things. Havaida Bakamas, Bitsurakazu. So this person is busy adding on more Rukhnis, more Rukhnis, more Rukhnis. But it could be that the whole Havaid is not in the quality and the Aikhus, but in the Kamas, just in the amount of hours. Learning the amount of time diving, the amount of nice things that you do for other Jews. It could be that the whole avoda is not in the pnimius of what these things are supposed to be for. Each of these things is supposed to make his kashas tashah. But it could be that you're only adding on hours of learning and davening and chesed. But in terms of the eichus, in terms of the quality, it could be this no different in terms of the quality. It's no different than than when you were a nice kid 
And, and, and your mommy said to you, why don't you share, why don't you share your, your, your toys with your friend? And you said, yes, mommy. Or you went ahead and you offered your toys. So you did that when you were six years old. And now you're 60 years old. So instead of offering your toys, because that's silly, you don't offer, you don't have toys. But instead of doing that, so now you, you help, you know, you help your friend to prepare for a simcha. It's a chesed. So when you were younger, you helped, you gave your friend your toys. Now you give time. You do other things to help. It's just all big, big things in Shemaim. It's big points in Shemaim. And it's a big thing in Gan Eden. But the tachlis of your life, this could be no different. The same way that when you were a little kid, you wanted to be nice, because it made mommy happy. So now you want to be nice, because it makes somebody else happy. And that's good. It's a nice thing. But it still could be without the Barishon. It doesn't have that. It doesn't have to have a shaykhist of the Barishon, without any thoughts of the Barishon. Without any hiskashus, takadash parahu. Chazal said it's better to do less with kavana. It's better to do less but to be thinking about what you're doing. Than to do a lot without kavana. Obviously it's really good if you do a lot with kavana. But that's hard. But, the, but Chazal is saying, the Pesach talk bring this down at the beginning of Shachar. When it comes to saying tchinas or slichas, things like that, you know, davening a lot. So when it comes to when it comes to like slichas, things like that, so that's what's brought down, or the chapsayis and things. Better you should say say less, but say it good, than to just say a lot without any kavana. So, oftentimes, oftentimes we sacrifice the quality when it comes to when it comes to the rotsen to have to have to, to do more to do more. But it could be that we're sacrificing the echos, the quality of of what it is that we're doing. And in this respect, as far as Akadosh Baruch is concerned, in our relationship with the Rebbeinu Shalom, the echos, the quality of what we're doing, and is Hashem Baruch being included in in this? When it says we say in davening every day. Hashem is in the heavens and the earth and underneath and above everywhere. Ain't aid. There's there's nothing. There's only Him. So Chazal asks, why is that? If it said that Hashem is here, why does it have to say ain't aid? There is no one else. What does that mean? There's no one else. You just said He's everywhere. What mean ain't aid? So Chazal answer, Afilu bechalolo shel olam. What does it mean bechalolo shel olam? What's halal mean? No. Space means even in the empty space. Means that you should know that not only is Hashem in Shemaim on the planets and the stars and the whatever the moon the sun, and the arts and the earth, but even in between, even the halal shalom, even in the empty space. So what does that mean? In the empty space? Well, I think that, he, that I wouldn't think that he's in the empty space. So the tzaddikim say, and he talks about another in another in, in the different chayyim and days. But the tzaddikim say is that I feel the halal shalom means. That, that the tachlis of a Jew's life is that there's no space in your life without the Baruch Shalom. It's not talking about space. It means that there's nothing in your life that you do without a Kodesh Baruch Whatever you do is with the Baruch Shalom. There's no space in your life that's without the Baruch Shalom. Everything is with the Baruch Shalom. Everything. When you, when you daven, it's with the Baruch Shalom. But even like we learned last year, even when you go shopping, it's the Baruch Shalom. When you, when you, with your kids, it's with the Rebbein Shalom too. When you're eating, it's with the Rebbein Shalom. When you're, when you're just enjoying and you're having some fun or you're playing, it's with the Rebbein Shalom. When a, when a person has spaces in his life without the Rebbein Shalom, it's just a matter of time that the spaces become filled, not just, with, not just that it's empty, but it becomes filled with things that are 
that are gotcha but not good. There can't be any spaces. Is the ain oid. That's the tachlis of our lives to come to that hargosha. Ain oid. There's nothing that I do that's without the Bereshla. When I make a bracha, I don't just say the words. It's with the Bereshla that I make the bracha. When I have to go for an interview for a new job and I'm nervous, I don't go by myself. I go with the Bereshla to the interview. When I when I when I feel when I feel sad, when I feel sad and something is worrying me, I don't. I'm not by myself. I'm sad. I'm sad with the Bereshla. I talk to him about next, and I and I. I ask him for his chazkas. It's always with the Bereshla. I'm never by myself. And there's no space that it's by myself. Everything is with the Bereshla. That's what it means, Ein Oi. I feel the Shalom, even in the empty spaces that you think are empty spaces. A person goes shopping, so he thinks, what I have to, do I have to have the Bereshla heal my shopping cart? Where's the Bereshla? Where do I get the, do I get the, you know, uh, cornflakes, or I get rice krispies, I have to take him along into the grocery with me? And Terry says, yes. Terry says, yes, 100%. We learned that. Everything. Everything with the Bereshalom. And, and, and what's the union of, of the eight Zahar of Paro? Tichbad Havayda. Tichbad Havayda is the other way. Tichbad Havayda says, there's no empty spaces in your life, but the other way. Tichbad Havayda means that you have no time for the Bereshalom. Even when you're diving, you have no time. Even when you're learning, you have, you have to understand. You don't, you don't have time for it. Even when you're, when you're doing a chesed, you just have to do the chesed. You have to put out the flowers. You have to pick this up. You have to drop that off. You have to set up this house. And I look for shiva. This house, you have to set up. You have to help for, for a vart. And this one, you have to do that. There's no, there's no time for the burnish. There's no empty space in my life. It's ein oid. Means that there's only the burnish. Everywhere, everything you do is the burnish. And power comes and says, Tichbet havayda. Is that, there, is that there's no room for the Barishlam. There's so much going on in your life, you have no room for the Barishlam. That's Mistikh Barahavayda. Even in Ruchmias. Venaka Barishlai Tsarach Kamas. Alokavacham ben Banesha Kavacham Shitsarach Eichas. It doesn't mean you shouldn't try to, to do a lot of good things, but not at the expense. Mm-hmm. Of the quality of what you're doing, not at the expense of the quality of what you're doing. Sarich efay adam lekvayel atzmai zman lezbenus. Therefore, a person has to put aside time to find that that time, that space for his benus, for thinking, for looking at for, and for, for looking at his life and for asking these important questions. Kedesh loyibah b'chinas shal tichbad avayda hanoshim. You shouldn't turn around when you're 120 and say. And look at yourself and say, what? It's just my whole life was just tichbat ha'avayda. Tichbat ha'avayda. So what do I have now? What, what was what's the tachlis which people think about when they start getting older? That all of the years when you had time, when you could have made time, when you were, and you had your kachas, all of those years, you, you, you just didn't think about what was important. You were so busy. Tichbat ha'avayda with other things, even with ruchni sticker things. But the tachlis of HaKadosh Baruch and then it dawns on you that you're going to be facing him. That you're going to be facing him. It's not so far away. It happens very, very quickly. I mean, 120, but it happens very quickly. And you look back and you say, what did I do? Oh, my whole life was, was the tachlis of my life. Not that there's anything wrong that a person earned an honest living and spent hours at work and, and spent hours in the kitchen and doing those things, but was it with the Rebbein Shalom or wasn't it with the Rebbein 
when you went to work, was it with, with the Barishlam? If it was without the Barishlam, what was the Tachlis? To make a Panos, that's good. But for that, the Barishlam had to send you Nisham into the world. For, for what? For, for 65, 70 years. To get on trains. And to get off trains. To fill out papers. And to, this is what the Barishlam sent us to the world to do. So what is he saying? He's saying you shouldn't go on the train. You shouldn't fill Of course you go on the train. You fill out the papers. But everything's with the Kodesh Baruch. That was the Ike Ike Chiddush of the Vashem Tov HaKadosh to be Mechazik in the world. Not to say that you should stay home from work or that you can't go to, to do other things. But the Ike is Chazkas is go, go, go. But go with the Vashem together. That's the Vashem Tov HaKadosh was against fasting. Everybody knows that. The Vashem was very much against fasting. And that's why I told you many times how he explained the, in, in the Pasuk when it says, as Hashem Lekechatira, to be God-fearing, right? So the Vashem used to say, Yes, you eat, 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 yes. <laughs> but don't forget God when you eat. That's what he said. It doesn't work if you mispronounce the Hebrew. If you say et, et, et doesn't work. Only for Sradim it's good. But for Ashkenazim here, I mean, some of Sradim, but Ashkenazim pronounce it S. So it says, yes, the Vashanta said, yes, you can ask them. Don't fast, eat. But remember that there's a Barashan. And there's a big chiddush to Barashan. People thought that the only way that they could find the Barashan was by not eating. People thought the only way they could find the Barashan was by not, by not working. There's still people like that. If you say to them, work, they think it's... <clears throat> as, if, as if all of the waking hours when they're not working, they're in a state of Tvekis, like a Baruch. Some are, many aren't, who said. But a person, the Barashan, because says, no, Tvekis. To go to work and to do what you have to do. But it should be with the Barsham together. Ain't Oid. There's only him. So when you go someplace, you go with him. And there are many, many, many ways that that happens. and many ways that you do that. But you always take the Barsham with you. So you do everything in a way that's, that's ehrlich and that's real. And that's good and that's kind. And you don't get worked up and nervous about something if it doesn't go the way you wanted it to go at work. Or the, want, or the way you wanted it to go in the house. You don't get all worked up and nervous because the Barsham is with you. But this is this is what a person needs time for his mindscape. That we shouldn't, God forbid, fall into that into that trap of parol of tichbat avayda al ha'anoshim. Hashaylehi. The question is, kamazman. How much time can I put? How much time should I put aside for these for this kind of thinking? How much time? I just had one of the chavah that was talking to me the other day, and he's learning a lot. Bill Vavi, we're learning together, and he's learning on his own, and he's learning also. He was learning uh, the sefer that I mentioned to you from uh, the rest of the sefer on his brightness. And he, he said that for the first time in his life, he just told this to me the other day. For the first time in his life, he said he spent, he said he spent around 15, 20 minutes in, in his brightness and, and talking to Barisham and quiet and talking to Barisham, and he said that he started crying like a baby, crying. And he realized that there were certain things that he's afraid of, something that he was afraid of, that he didn't want to admit it to, to anybody, to, to his family or to himself. He was afraid to talk about it. And he started talking to Gashbaru. And he said that he can't believe that his whole life he didn't have this because it was the most unbelievable thing. It was the sweetest time in his whole life. And, and, he, and he said, like, you know, that He's trying to apply things that, that he's learning and that he's trying to work on. And so, Kamazman, 
The first question is, how much time? Look, it varies from one person to the next. People are different in how you get started and how you work on these things. But the Tzadik says, I'm talking here, now we have to know, we're talking about the general direction, where we have to go. This is a general kivun. How each person manages to do it and so on, that's why I recommend that book, Heaven and Earth, a Kiss, that it's a very practical step-by-step in his bindedness, his bindedness, but, but to have a kivun in life, that to, to understand and to believe and to appreciate how this is something which Damchal is telling us, that you can't come to be a real Jew without this. So the general mahalach is, is hashav al applies to every Jew. But each person, different people, yaduah. Sha'achas atakonis b'yeshivas kelm. The most famous Musi yeshiva in Europe. I mean, the whole kelm was, the Nazis killed them all. But the, 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 the most famous Musi yeshiva was the yeshiva in kelm. The biggest Bali Musa from kelm. Big tzaddikim. Absim chazisim. The altar from kelm. So one of the takonis, one of the, one of the laws that was passed in kelm, that the Meshgiach and the Yeshiva established that if you wanted to be in, in Kelm and Yeshiva, there was there were certain takanas, there were certain rules and regulations. One of the takanas in Kelm, listen to this. One of the takanas in Kelm was Asiri Kaidish. It says in the passage, the tenth is holy. You know that by us, with mice and other things, the tenth is holy, right? What did that mean in, in Kelm? What's the Asiri Kaidish? There's no trumas of mice over there. What does it mean? The tenth is, is holy. The Takana was in Kelm. After Yom Kippur, you count, you count nine days. And the tenth day, every tenth day of the year was, an, was a Bechina of Yom Kippur. Every tenth day. Many of them were fasting every tenth day. But it, the Ikka was not the fasting. The Ikka was the Avayda in Cheshman HaNefesh and Tshuva. And in Tikkun Hamidus, that every tenth day from Yom Kippur is a machzor. Every tenth day is a pechina, is a, a little Yom Kippur, a Yom Kippur cut for that person, a little Yom Kippur. B'chal Yom Asiyah Pechinis Yom Kippur, which means what? Yom Yuchel Avodas Hashem. Okay, if a person is working, if a person is responsible for his family, he can't always do that. But, but I mean, for a lot of the women, even Yom Kippur is not Yom Kippur. If they're busy with little children, it's very hard to do things. But, but a person, they said, there's a regular thing every tenth day to set aside an entire day where the focus of that person was kulay l'ashem, avodas Hashem, like Yom Kippur, avodas Hashem, ha'asiri kodesh, cheshbon hanefesh. You don't have to fast, but the cheshbon hanefesh, the tenth day, cheshbon hanefesh, of Yom Kippur, special tefillahs. Special, special tilim, special avoidant tikkunamidus, and concentrating on 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 tikkunim, or to look into what I'm doing in my life, or to purify, or tzarim to refine. Notes can yisoid chashuv ma'od ba'avoda. He explains that there's a very very basic yisoid in avodas Hashem that is that is that we learn from this custom that was in the yeshiva in Kelm. 
Anachna regilim lichyais es suras oilam hashigrosis. He says, we live in a routine. Even our Shabbos becomes a routine. Even the Yom Tov, Yom Tov less. But after the first time you're in the sukkah, after the first time, you know, the first Seder. So I was talking to a very, very precious Jew who told me that he was an Israel and his Rav told him that he only has to keep one day, uh, one Seder, you know, one day. Seder, okay, that's how this is. His Rav told him to say So I said, I asked him, how was it? He said that uh, it was wonderful because you know he says the second seder is usually pretty pretty much of a shlat. And I said I said to him, yeah, it's hard. The second seder is not hard, but but that's how it is with us. We're, we like to, we like things that are exciting when they come once in a while. So Pesach is exciting because it's once a year. Pesach, our crisis, masses. Here in Chutzlars, we have a big schus that our brothers and sisters in Israel don't have. We get a second day, right? Means nachamol. Matzis and Abakaisis and to say the say the Hagada. It was a deacon that refused to go to Chesel because they couldn't part for that. That's how great the second day of Yantar is. So not to say that in the end it's not going to be different, but right now that's the Matzah that we're in. <clears throat> but look how we are. You're waiting the whole year for Pesach after the first bite of Matzah. It's already over. Because <laughs> you don't eat Matzah. Some people don't eat from already a month, right? Poor mothers don't eat from Ashkenaz. Kind of say it. Different Hagen, probably most of you don't eat from Purim, right? From Ashkhaidus, matzahs. And the Shmuel matzahs are very geschmack, right? So you have the first matzah, because all the gosh, and you see things, eat the first bite of matzah. After that, it's, it's already starts, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And then the second state of Islam, here you go. And then if you don't say it, you feel it, some people feel it. They're like little, little children that we need to be entertained. So far from the Rabbi Shalom. But everything is just a vikondus, and he's man lezman, and you have a little bit of a chiyas, a little bit of a schadzis. So people tell me, you know, the people are married and they have to find something to go on a vacation, to spend time to do this, to do that, to be the marriage, you know. Where everything is like for little children. You can't find his schadzis in what you're in, you have to do something different to have a schadzis. And we can have his schadzis where they are, have his schadzis to go someplace else. But God forbid to be with somebody else, that people think so. In a chasasham, in, in an extreme way. So what he's saying is, uh, look what look what they did in Kelm. In Kelm, every tenth day was in Kip. Again, you have to be careful with that too. They shouldn't stop a Kelm every tenth day. But when a per, but he says, our our in life, this was talking about on Shabbos. So we just go like with the you know, like, uh, merrily merrily life. <laughs> uh, I forget. Oh, bro, bro, you gently down the street. So we just go like that, you know, from one yantif from Shabbos mm-hmm. and another thing and another thing. We're waiting the simcha. It's going to be a big simcha. Then there's going to be a big thing at work. Or there's going to be a big vacation. There's going to be a big... But uh, it's always like there's something chashir or something big, something chashir. But, and it's an important part of life that a person naturally needs. So what happens like this, the problem is that the days of the year all look the same. You go from one day to the next. What was the big nafkim in? One way to the, one, day, one day to the day to the next. I was thinking about that when I was eating supper. I was thinking that this is such a silly thing how you sit there like that. I just I did the same thing yesterday, like around this time. It's like what's the tachlis? You know, like he thinks the tachlis. It's like you have to take care. of This machine it has to be like. It has to be like 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 a like a you know. Like 
and I get to put gas into the car. It's just a thing, but the Russian wanted us to eat and to do things like this. But but the, it looks like, you know, yesterday was the same way today, and, and a person feels that there's a certain routine. And there's something comforting about a routine, but you could slip into a world of power also. Avodamayin lepara mitzrayim. Chutz. There are a couple of disruptions and unusual dramatic things that happen every now and then, but for the most part, my mother's favorite expression is, no news is good news. <laughs> no news. Every day I told my mother, everything's like, no news is good news. No news is good news. So there's a theme of, of growing up. My mother said, no news is good news. But she came from, the, her earlier life was, the news was not good news. So now it's no, no news is good news. So no news is good news. But you get like that. So in Kelm, they made it a Kona. We're not going to let you just flow along with that thing, that current. Even with Shabbos, because Shabbos also custody. <coughs> not the flow in Kippur every tenth day. Avoid it. Big avoid every tenth day. It's a Yom Kippur. Not much like a Yom Kippur feel. After this, Abayna Veneri says, Says you know during a seder we we fast we fast some people fast every Sunday you have you have some gedalia you have Yom Kippur it's a lot of fasting right on the Krakos of Allah Charedim the next page B'shem Arizal Shekol Mashet Timcha Shekoswa Kadmainim Bein Natanias Nema Mishen Abal Tera. The Arya Kaddish and other Tzadikim said that the Ikka now of, of, how to, of how to atone for our affairs is not with fasting. Because fasting doesn't do really much for us these days. It's not, it's not the main avoider for us. So the question is, so how do, we, how do we achieve, what's the main way that we achieve kapara, that we achieve forgiveness and atonement? Since uh, since uh, fasting doesn't really affect us usually in such a way, most people are not affected. They just get hungry and tired. And they're not. It's not such a big Indian. So what's our thing? So maybe learning Torah is a kapara. It's a good thing. But listen, this is not what the Charedim says in the name of the Charedim writes a different a different eitzer. What's his eitzer? He says each and every week, set aside one day of the week that will be a tshuva day of that week. And on that day, one must feel as if it's Yom Kippur to break the current and the monotony and the emptiness. And the, and the life of that Hakadosh Baruch with all your tear and all your davening, all your chesed and all your mitzvahs, we do those things all year long. But we feel Yom Kippur is special. And the person he says the Chayim says once a week to make a day like this of Chul climate. Just another part. Yom Kippur lo yeetz lo yamechad b'shanim means Yom Kippur is not just one day of the year. So everybody's thinking, right? If we could vote to get rid of that one day, it would be good. <laughs> Yom Kippur. That's the Hashem Yirachim. We wouldn't live without Yom Kippur. We couldn't survive for a minute without Yom Kippur. But we only think from like Gashmis. Is the Charedim is talking about not even to wait ten days? And Kelma was every ten days. The Charedim, who's from the time of the Rizal, the Charedim says once a week. 
L'achas the Shavua. And again, that can mean to go to work also. But it's a b'china of tshuva, yom tshuva, and it's burnless, and cheshbon, and nefesh. Adam shares the yom b'shavua, shab yom zahu oitzer, as malach ha'chaim shalom. If a person has one day of the week where he stops the flow of life, u'baydik asatzma, and he checks, he checks. You know, somebody, God forbid, it's very late, I'm sorry, it's end of the minute. Somebody, God forbid, had had a bad sickness. And and, and, and I know people like this, Hashem Yachim. And the sickness went into remission, right? So, so the doctor says, but you have to check. Make sure, you know, whatever it is, once a month, uh, once every two months. But you have to make sure to check. You know how the person, for that person, it's Mama Shem Kippur, right? Mamashim, we shouldn't know from it. Siem Kippur, this is one of our closest, closest and dearest friends of our family, a tzaddikah of all my a dear friend for many, many, many years. So she had, she had cancer and, and went and it was in, it was in remission. And the doctor said that that if it goes seven years, seven years, then then it'd be okay, Matisha. And it was it was a week before her seventh birthday it came out completely. She died a month after that. A week after. Before before that time, before after. Right, right by the way. And I remember going for her checkups, you know, and she would say, the Hashem, I was, I was, she, it was like a Yom Kippur. And if she felt a little bit of a, something irregular, something irregular, it's the head or the eyes or something, irregularity, so it was not a Yom Kippur, you know. A Yom Kippur, it was, it was Neil. Until until they're going to say the doctor look it's it's okay it's an evil. Hashem's world doesn't want us living God forbid with such fears, but that's not the point. But the point is, where a person where a person goes and where a person lives a life mitacheshvan, he doesn't live a life stam stam. Okay, one day goes to another day, to another day, to another day. A person who has God forbid a sickness every day is mitacheshvan. To make a cheshvan. When it comes time for the checkup, it's Erevim Kippur. It's Assessing a true Erevim Kippur to come for the checkup. So the Bani Shalom doesn't scare us, but he's telling us if a Yidah lives with a cheshvan nefesh, it's a different Jew. And that's what they were doing this city, to make a cheshvan every tenth day, once a week, for us, a few minutes a day, whatever it might be. But it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be just the the live a life of power, one day after another, one day after another. You would never ever imagine that a person who was in such a matzah with 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 remission or these kind of things that a person would say, I, I I don't have time to go for my checkup today because I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Uh, uh, I'm just going for a facial today. So so the husband says, What are you talking about? You're supposed to go. It's three months. You have to go today to get you, to go for a checkup. She says, "No, I'm busy. I'm busy with the kids. I'm busy. There's no such thing. You're too busy. You have to take care of today." Paro says, "No, no, you're busy today. You're busy." And we go like this day after day, year after year, without the Bereshit. So we should be zayich to remember and to do and to make a real cheshbon nefesh.